1: From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Shenanigans. As I said last week, we have an exciting guest back on my show today, Dave Meltzer. He is an entrepreneur philanthropist best-selling author award-winning humanitarian ceo of sports one marketing and esports investor of the toronto ultra he was a guest oh my gosh it's been almost a year we had him on jamie
0: it's our anniversary and i feel like we should do this once a year with dave and just check in because where you and i were last year on that podcast look at all of the change that has happened so in just crazy. one year and a lot had to do, I think, with that interview, yeah. at least for me. I think, I think, do you feel the same I way? I really
1: think so too. And it was like, I, when I was listening back to it, it was right before I left for Australia mm-hmm. to go see Brock introducing my two co-hosts today, Jamie and Brock. How we
2: doing,
1: guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's so crazy. And I can't wait to talk to him about just everything that you know we have implemented in our lives and what we discussed last time so uh... If you guys want to go back and listen to my last episode with Dave, kind of get to know him a little more. That was the October 29th episode last year. You can hear his very interesting backstory, how he made and lost a hundred million dollars and how his sports agency was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Like he's literally the real life Jerry Maguire. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to catch up a little bit with you guys, but if you want to just, you know, go ahead and skip ahead to the Dave one, then you guys know how to fast forward. So you just got back from Reiki. Tell us about that. I did. I had an amazing session this morning. I've been doing Reiki like every three weeks. I do acupuncture twice a week, and then I've been doing Reiki like every other, every three weeks, just energy healing, clearing my chakras. I didn't know how much I believed in that before but were you skeptical going in and then did you see a difference after the first session i did and but that's the thing too is i felt like the first and second session i felt more of a difference that now i i don't know if it's like because she cleared the most in the first couple sessions that now it's just kind of like routine because then when i went into acupuncture after she's like did she tell you anything interesting today i was like not really but it felt good to get my energy cleared how does she do that what's the process So you need to go. I bought you a session for your birthday. I'm so excited to go. She, it's a little, yeah. yeah. And I told you as well, honey, I would love for you to come and do one with me. Whatever, (laughs) but it's, it's a little different each time. Like sometimes she'll have me picture a certain color and then like to picture my third eye and then like my root chakra, like literally like shooting down in like from the ground up to the sky. And like, she has these very vivid things that you kind of just focus on so mm-hmm. it puts out all of your other thoughts. And then there's this like music, like very Zen music playing, but she's silent after the intro. Like she'll be like, you know, connect with your third eye and da-da-da-da. And she like kind of walks you through a little meditation. And then she puts these crystals in my hands that are like really thick, like oval crystals. And they're, they're called sug <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, when you hold the sug and like different kind of sug than I great. grew up with, <laughs> but it's so crazy because my body literally feels paralyzed. Oh my gosh. I it's can't like, wait to do this. It's like an out of body experience. And every time I'm like, I was laying there and I had a little bit of an itch on my nose and I was thinking about it and I'm like, Like, I don't think I could move. I know if I needed to move, I could, but I don't need to. So I'm just going to deal with the itch. And I'm just like, literally, like, it's like an out of body experience, like paralyzed, but in the most relaxing way ever. I'm going to go next week. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, it's amazing. I so, love that. if you guys are down in San Diego, it's called Reiki City. It's acupuncture and wellness lounge. Melly is who does my reiki, Monica does my acupuncture, and then they also have a girl there, Lelaine, who does massage. So, it's like you know, one-stop one stop shop. It's <laughs> wonderful. Did you, yes. So
2: let's go, obviously with Dave coming in, does that, let's go back to when you spoke. Cause I remember hearing your podcast about a year ago, just as we started D the dating.
1: Yeah. Was, yeah it was so hard word. for me to say back then. <laughs>
2: um, I guess he, he, he spoke a lot. And then we, we hear his preachings and all that about being like a better person, about meditation, self-realization and all that. How do you think, like you guys said earlier, it changes a bit. What's the best thing you've taken from that? And I mean, I see it every night. I'm in bed listening to your meditation music yeah. in your earpieces. So how do you think you've liked it over the years? And I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to coming in and speaking to him today too.
1: Totally. I just, I think that... He's the type of person when you talk to him, you just wanna be better. Yes. And you wanna do better. And like literally we've been saying it's twenty twenty, do better. But I it goes back to the conversation I had with him a year ago where he just made me wanna be a better person, a better friend, and there was one thing which was funny i was listening back to it and i completely forgot about this you probably remember but when i was like well there's a friend of mine right. who i'm like on the outs with kind of and it was janet and he had you text her and on he made me spot. text her
2: what did she reply back
1: I think she replied back. It was like, sweet. It was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Like, let's get together soon. But I think like we were already on, they they were on the
0: outs at that point and they were fighting and then kind of making up and, and they it was just a weird time for the two of them. I think it was on the, the outs of the relationship. And, um, I think, what did he have you text to her? Like, I'm thinking about you. I love you
1: and I appreciate you and like, I'm thankful for you. Like, there was nothing wrong with saying that. But you the know, message right?
2: was out there. He sent it out there. You sent a message, she replied back. Thank you. That was it. You know, Yeah. we take those lessons we move forward with them and we, uh, we try and do better.
1: Yeah. But it is crazy. A year later, I'm like, well. You know, I sent that message. I I tried. I gave that friendship everything and we don't need to get into that again we on could, this show. We could talk to him about, you know, certain people in our life
0: and who should stay, who should go yeah. and how to let people Letting go. People we go. can kind of get into that a little well, bit. Speaking
2: of the man himself, here he is.
1: Yes. You. So it's crazy that Dave is actually our neighbor in San Diego.
3: It's amazing. Only the likes attract likes. So to have people like you at a higher vibration right in the hood yeah. that is absolutely not a surprise but super good i love this i
1: yeah. love
3: the analogy the,
2: the vibrations that you work with so for my one with my friends are like oh small world i'm like no bro we're a bunch of tall people in a small room so there you go that's that, <laughs> yeah, that's where that. our relation is on that one I love
1: that. <laughs> that's it
3: that's yeah. super great
1: so did you grow up in san diego
3: I did. I was born in awesome. Akron, Ohio and joking around. My mom moved me out when I was nine. And when she moved me from Akron, Ohio to San Diego, I told her mom, whatever happens in our life from now on, I'll always be grateful because this is the best place in the world. Yeah, And it still remains. My wife and I bought our dream house down there and we'll retire down there. As well.
1: I love that. I guarantee that's one of the houses I walk past on sure. our sunset <laughs> strolls.
3: <laughs> we do them daily.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we had you on the show, it was almost exactly a year ago, and what's so crazy is I was just listening back to that on the way up here, and I was like, I just started seeing someone, I don't want to use the D word and say dating, and here, here he, is. he is that's crazy I <laughs>
3: definitely by now honey I remember that
1: yeah it's so crazy I was just like oh my gosh how much it's just a year are using the L word for him yeah we're, yeah, we're nice. using that you know the B word he's my boyfriend oh and
3: this is committed we're going there, we're yeah. there. that's good Well, you, have good, definitely you, have, you both have good taste yeah, yeah. and they live together
1: people. we do so right. much yeah. change in a year now in San Diego but it's great because listening back to the podcast and just seeing where I'm at a year from now, the things that I have incorporated into my life. I know when we had you on the first time I was saying, I was just starting to meditate and I've been continuing that for over a year now. But on top of that, I've started doing Reiki as well, energy healing, which I Absolutely love. So that's been something new. I'm fully off my anti-anxiety medication and I just, I feel like I'm on a good path, but I think a lot of it started when I had you and Ed Milette on my podcast. It just was very motivating and kind of the jumpstart I needed. And I feel like Brock, not to put you on the spot, but I feel like he could kind of use a business jumpstart as well. Right now, he has a new app that he has developed that's almost ready to go. And I kind of want to let him tell you a bit about that, ask for some advice, and then I want to get into a few fun topics.
3: Awesome. Well, one of my favorite things to do (laughs) is to take freelance questions about business. So this would be awesome.
2: I think my biggest one like right now and with growing is just like the next steps, what's the next step? So we've gone through like the foundations, we figured out the niche, we found the need in the market, which was apparent during the pandemic stage. And then I think I think the biggest one now is how to connect with people and how to build, I guess you could say your board. Your board of directors, build, build people that can either help you, mentor you, financially help you, or go ahead and just lend a hand, for example. So help, mentor or financial, building your board. That's where I'm at right now. Like I've got all the pieces lined up, I have the vision, but now it's like, okay, it's a mountain for me to take on i can do that could i could i reach out to how do i reach out to i just subscribed to linkedin which is a premium account which is sick
3: but still how do we take those next steps you know the biggest advice that i give is radical humility especially for those successful people in the world meaning if you can remember this question in person on the phone via email and media radio print tv and social media your linkedin account's a great start do you know anyone that could help me that changes my life you know Mm -hmm. i lost all my money in 2008 Mm -hmm. and i started to practice radical humility as well as meditate yeah but being able to ask for help to be able to receive the world is so close that we are limiting ourselves so much but not understanding number one what sheena has realized what we're connected to this great source of light love and lessons and allowing it to come through us what to everything we're connected with. And when we don't ask for help, we're denying the own source that created us. We're denying the own source that we're connected to. And in a business context, I look at my sandbox still every day. I've never had so much abundance in my life and I'm looking to make sure that I'm asking in every email in my sandbox, do you know anyone that can help me with blank? And so for me to build a board of advisors, Right, board of directors, they'll have liability. A board of advisors, and I'll be your first volunteer to help you. Um, I do a ton of business consulting, advising and executive coaching. Pick one person that is well connected. I call it one degree of separation. And then let's find one person that has one ask in one specialty so we find this person to raise money this person that may have amplification what this person perpetuation this person knows somebody that is technology advanced but the highest level people who said there's a saying right you want to know where to go ask the person that's there especially men We don't ask for directions Mm -hmm. and it's so sad because in business the easiest way to get to where you want to be is that find the person that's sitting where you want to be and say how did you get there and they'll want to help you just like you guys are in my place and i want to help you so bad we have so many different interests that are aligned with each other it just is innately in my being like oh my god this this guy needs to build a community he needs to ask for help and i can leverage my community into his community and I'll rejoice in your success. My greatest success is other people's success.
2: I like that. And I think that was, that was it asked as questions. And I looked at my group and my, and my network and that down home. And then that was, I was very excited to come up here as well. Cause again, look inside. So that wasn't my first one. That was my biggest question, I think. And then, uh, I think dealing with not failure, but failure to start. And this is not even just business related. This comes down to when, when when we talk about meditation, when we talked about these little key habits, I used to be an absolute animal, like, and I—I I, I turned out I was. That, I'm now that guy that goes, "All right, here we go." But I moved to America with a goal, with a dream, to play the NFL, and I made it. I made the to the 20, 20 Patriots. Went over there, and like, I lived in Vegas for summers, and I wouldn't drink. I knew what I wanted to do, and then once I got that that first like, denial, once I got cut, and <laughs> then I kind of had to come up with Plan B. I felt like once I planned created Plan B, Plan A just was off a beaten track, and I kept going down, and then. Continually trying to refocus myself or to redrive, even if it's a different passion now, because obviously 30 years has come up now. And now I've got to redirect that, that energy that I have, that I know I have. My failure to start is a consistent reminder of the last two years of where I am now, as opposed to what potential I have when I know I can dedicate myself.
3: So two things. One, the reason we don't move is because we get paralyzed because we don't want to know what our own values are. I train people, inspire them to take inventory every day of your own values. Literally sit there for a few minutes and say, what's important to me personally? Because when we get those values and say, what are my non-negotiables? For me, number one is health. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the primary one to start. It was always family first, then activity I got paid for second, and then my health. What I started realizing is when it came to spending time with my son or making money, I never picked my health. So I always prioritized. So I had to make my health first because my wife said, if I don't take care of myself, I can't take care of others. Two is my family. Three is the actual making, you know, making money, making money and also studying. Uh, So studying to me is paying attention to and giving intention to the coincidences I want, which are directly related to my personal values. Then my experiential values are really important. A lot of people don't think, what do I want to do today? You know, nothing happens till you move. And I know, like Andy Frisella, who you may know, he talks about to be successful, he just has five things a day, and he gets them done. I have a do it now rule. 100% of the things you do now get done. The people who get things done are much more successful than those who don't. And so, one of the tricks, though, to get started with these inventories of personal experiential giving, what are you going to do to provide value in receiving, which you have problems with, by the way, you have an energetic, in uh, most. Great athletes do this. You have an energetic blockage of asking for help and receiving. You don't like to receive. You'd you would rather keep. You know that him?
1: about him. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm
3: an intuit. So, listen. He doesn't. Li- and so, but if you can, you know, learn to receive. Yes. And the way that I had the same problem, the same energy that you carry, what I figured was, wait a second. I can't give what I don't have. If I really am going to help people, not minimally, like be one of those martyrs. Oh, like my mom who I adore, but she's a martyr. Second grade teacher gave her life to her kids, gave her. And that's beautiful. But I I want to hire like uh, 10,000 of my moms, right? I want to change the world. I want to empower over a billion people. Well, I better have some cash in order to do that. (laughs) So I want to receive with great intention. I don't want anything for myself. I don't, I want it all to go through me to do that. So that fires me up to ask people and I never could ask for help. I never could ask to receive. I didn't feel worthy when I was a multi multi multi-millionaire. I didn't feel worthy of it. Self-sabotage myself. Then this time around became a multi-millionaire again, wanting to receive. And I probably for myself, I, I don't, I used to drive a Ferrari. I had 33 homes, a golf course, a ski mountain, all for me. Things I didn't need to impress people. I didn't like I drive that volt is unwashed right there. That's my car. (laughs) Now everybody else, I built community centers in Africa. I employ tons of people. My kids are very happy. They go to the best schools. Mm -hmm. They have the best healthcare. Everything's coming through me, but none of it would be available (laughs) if I didn't receive. So you need to shift that energy and remind yourself And the last piece of advice, lower the bar. Right, you have superhero size and speed and strength. And so superheroes don't like to set little goals. Unfortunately, about little goals are great because you can reach them every day. They're attainable,
1: they're (laughs) achievable, they remind you. I'm a two
3: minute a day guy. Like two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. And I also am a first ten minutes suck person. So like anything I'm starting, I just remind myself before I even do it, man, the first ten minutes are gonna suck. Because I know myself, I've, I've never, I've been working out, you wouldn't know this, but I've been working out since, you know, I played college football and well before I've never started one workout that literally i'm like oh this is gonna be great but i've never ended one workout where i'm like god i'm so bummed i did that not one workout. that's so true i've never ended a workout going that was stupid
1: yeah i wish i didn't do that (laughs) right so i just
3: tell myself like when i'm gonna start doing something in the garage first 10 minutes is gonna suck once i get going i'm in let's lower the bar and you'll make it the consistent persistent pursuit of your potential i love it
1: One of the things you said is that if people are unhappy, they're in an ego based consciousness. How do you think the best way to overcome that would be?
3: Four steps. One, you got to identify what your primary and secondary fears are. So most for me, it's the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm practicing every day going, okay, I don't feel good. Why? Oh, I have a need to be offended. Why are you? So I identify number one, two, I stop instead of trying yeah. to fight it. One of the things you may do like me is resist it. So I would fight it. If you stop, then you can drop and breathe through meditation. Right. I find my center and then I roll in the right trajectory. Most of the time what I did was roll in the wrong direction. I get mad, angry, frustrated, worried, and it would send me way off. I'd accelerate with adrenaline and testosterone mm-hmm. way off where I didn't want to be. And then I was apologizing, reconnect. Instead, I,
2: <laughs>
3: I, I stopped dropping. It's home a little bit, right? And, and, <laughs> I, look, I've been married 23 years. I just told the story to Jamie Lynn that I, I probably had three arguments with my wife. The last one I had was partly because of anger, but I literally was in my own head saying, shut up, you idiot. Did you just say that? Just stop, stop. I, but it's a practice. Every day, I'm angry. Anxious, frustrated, worried, guilty, resentful, but it's moments, not days, weeks, and months like it used to be. Yeah. And all that energy is freed up to produce things to help people instead of wasted.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: I noticed um, my lowest point during this whole COVID experience, you know, because we have highs and lows, but generally I've been doing pretty well. Um but I noticed one day I was extremely low and full of anxiety and I'm not necessarily an anxious person. And I took inventory of that. I said, What have I done in the past day that's been different? And the answer was I watched the news accidentally. It came on <laughs> after <laughs> a I watched show. the news. Seriously. Yeah. Oh. I, it came on after a show I was watching and I just left it on. I was like, I haven't watched the news in years. Let's see what's going on. And it was all fear based. It was everything that I could not control. And the next day I spiraled and I said, That's it. I'm going back to never watching the news. I'll keep up to date on business and, and stocks or whatever. But as far as you know, local news or national news with the pandemic, I just realized I can't control this. I don't need to know these numbers. I don't need to know this information if I can't change it. And I think that might also be a component in happiness. Focus on the things that you can control.
3: Yeah. Focus on what you want and you'll get more of what you want. Why do you think there's so many antidepressants, anxiety pills, and those things advertised in between the news segments? Oh my, my gosh. Like, I here's never a whole even bunch of stress. Way. Now here's the cure. Here's a whole bunch of anxiety. Funny. Then here's the cure. Yeah. Look at what they s- serve you right there. All the solutions. Watch. Don't watch the news, but watch. The- <laughs> I don't watch the news. So I, here's the idea of the news. Best piece of advice I can give everyone during the pandemic. Seek the information that you need seek it. It's on the internet. You don't have to watch the news to seek it. You can get the facts and say, how many people, if you're worried about hospitals being overflowed, how many people are in the hospital? Google that, get the number, leave. Yes. You don't have to do it all day long, hear the same thing, et cetera. It's, it's terrible for you. It actually carries a frequency that will affect you like it did you, especially right. if you're not used to it. That's so true. I sometimes watch watching the
2: news in America for me, it's, it's comedical sometimes. Right. I'll watch one channel <laughs> and I'll be like, wait a second, what's the other channel? And I'll flick to the other channel. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, and you can just see two viewpoints. And as soon as I see that, I realize I'm like, all right, I'm off the news. You know, Exactly. You can read it online. You can search for it if you want to look for it just be a good person. That's the news. That's
3: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of the things you said on my last podcast was if it feeds you, feed it. If it bleeds, you kill it. And <laughs> recently not to get into details, cause this is all about you and the time we have with you, but there have been some people I've let go out of my life. And I just want to know, is that like a determining factor when you know it's time to let a person go?
3: So I've actually evolved from that idea, taking into from Just love them. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I call it the feeding chain now. Yeah. So it's a very, a variant. So I vary how much you feed me mm-hmm. and that's how much energy I give you. So some people feed you a little, some people like my mom fed me a lot. Then you have the people that don't feed you a different variance now for me. And so it's let them fall away. So if someone's just kind of there, I don't want to waste all my time, energy, seeking their approval or, or feeding them. And then worse, there's still a variance. Like you said, of the people you fired from your life and some of the best decisions of my life are the people that I intentionally fell away from, said no to all their offers, never saw them again, Mm -hmm. or even because I was such a wreck in 2008, my wife, literally some of the people were so negative. I called them up and said, I don't, I don't like myself when I'm around you. This isn't about you. It's about me. I can't see you anymore. And I just want to tell you that I love you. I pray for your happiness, but this is about me. I appreciate if you don't reach out anymore. That was really difficult. That's
0: really courageous to have that conversation. A lot of people will just cut ties. Do you think it's important to have that conversation or does it vary based on the situation? It's
3: a variance. So I think some people I've just let fall away in my life. Right. Um, There's another analogy that one of my friends gave me. They either put weight on or take weight off. (laughs) <laughs> like there's friends that just put weight on you. Yeah. Everything's heavy. And then there's others like you're around, they take weight off. And so I'm very uh, aware of trying to find people like you guys came in and I'm very energetic in, in my empathetic nature. So like I looked over, I didn't know you were here. And the other interviewer was like, oh, we got to hurry. Cause, and I just felt you over there like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. And that's what I look for. And there's other people I just get around. I'm like, God, there's a weight. And it's like, Uh I I don't need that.
1: Right. Maybe because it's got, I got my chakras all cleared today. Exactly. That was it. (laughs) My energy is on point. (laughs) Um, so we, we just have a bunch of quotes from you because you just have the most amazing things to always say. But one of the other things that you said is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You are the aggregate of the five people you hang out with the most. So be very aware of who you hang out with and that this even applies to finances. So I wanna know, are you saying like we shouldn't associate with people who not necessarily are unemployed because a lot of people are unemployed right now, but that you think we should kind of keep around people more so on our same level?
3: So I think it's important where you spend your time, right? Like I say, you can visit places and I think the same thing with diet and and other things. People are so worried. I go, if you just visit there, it's not a big, problem. But if you're going to be in an intimate relationship, for example, One of those really important relationships. You want to make sure it's an elevated frequency. Yeah. You want those people to elevate you and you will, your net worth will be usually the same as the five closest people that you hang out with. Mm -hmm. I spend time helping all people at all frequencies, but the majority of my time is spent with five certain people. And that's why you should have three mentors because I think the process of spending time with a mentor is understanding that they're elevating you. Right? I don't like to be in a room where I'm the smartest person because I'm in the wrong room. I always want to make sure I'm stretching myself and asking questions. And I switch mentors. And my mentors are specific to what they know. Mm-hmm. Right, Everyone has a superpower. And I'm looking for someone to mentor me about their superpower and continually growing. But you have to be aware more of you know and i say this for my teenage daughters yeah because they're the ones that will take on a boyfriend and you guys have probably had these boyfriends in your life
1: mm-hmm. you know like, <laughs> yeah, that literally
3: make you feel bad all the time totally and th- what is that doing to you people do that all the time why are you making yourself feel bad when you have all these people that can elevate and promote you
1: right
0: good point so you have a You've built a really great network and I'm sure you can probably reach out to a lot of different mentors for specific needs. What would you say to someone who doesn't have a network or has never asked for help or or found a mentor? What help can you give them in finding their first mentor?
3: You know, you have to be more interested than interesting. Really find someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in, create a list and then go ahead and engage yourself. Ask that person, can I shadow you? Can I have an informational interview? you i really admire you can i learn a little bit about you and when you start allowing them to talk about themselves what they like what they don't like you'll be able to align certain things that you can do for them and offer them you know what oh you like that i'd love to babysit your kids sometimes or i would love to internship for you or clean your i I had a kid that wanted me to to be an executive coach and he came to the stage he goes i can't afford you but i would do anything for you to teach me i said Well, what do you do he said i'm a dog trainer i go that's so weird no coincidence, I just got a puppy. I'll trade you my executive coaching for you to train my puppy. Oh wow! Well. Be- because the value to me of having a trained puppy yeah. was just as valuable as me being able to assist him as a small business person. That kid is a millionaire now. Wow. And he's invented his own stuff. And let alone, my life has changed, though, because one of the most significant things in my life is my dog. You dog It's you dog and and how to go to the total. My dog's two and a <laughs> half years old, and it's <laughs> <laughs> the first dog I ever had that's super trained. Nice.
2: You know, As opposed like, to yeah. California And it's me
3: probably more money than my coaching because my other dog <laughs> right. ate, like, $16,000 of shoes, $100,000 of is. purses. Right. <laughs> Pissed on everything. Made <laughs> <So laughs> my blood pressure.
0: So it's about asking people for help. People generally want to help you, but Absolutely. also saying, how can I help you?
3: And the best way to ask someone for help, believe it or not, the, the subtle way to me is, hey, do you know anyone that can help me? Cause that's self included. Yes. I believe yeah. this, this is a major shift coming from a salesperson. Everyone taught me everyone's a gatekeeper. So the first 20 years of my career was spent teaching people how to overcome objection, overcome the gatekeeper. And then my shift in, in the understanding of the universe became everyone's my sponsor. So it's like looking for what you want. Mm -hmm. I started realizing everybody's on my team. They're not Mm -hmm. against me. So by asking that question, it's basically saying, hey, you're on my team. You're either a sponsor, you'll know someone that can help me, or a power sponsor, you can help me, and you know someone that can help me. And I'm amazed, even for people that may not feel as if, you know, oh, Dave Meltzer knows everyone. Of course, he could ask these people. I met Steve Wynn the very first time. He didn't know who David Meltzer was. I was blessed to meet him, and I told Mr. Wynne that I respected him, but I had one question. He said, what's that? I said, would you mentor me about your relationship with money? And he said, well, what's that entail? I said, I'd love to have your cell phone. I'll be very courteous and concise. I'd just like to be able to call you when I'm not feeling right about a money decision. I've had bad history. I lost a ton of money. I love your relationship with money. He goes, yeah, sure. Here's my cell phone.
0: Wow. Nice. That's
3: it. And he didn't know who I was. And literally three times I've used it. And he's probably giving me advice that have made me millions of dollars wow. because I, you know, the simple perspective mindset, he has such a cool mindset. He's like, have you ever thought of this? Oh no, I haven't. And that's what I try to inspire myself to do is to gather that dummy tax and wisdom to share with people going, Oh, I never thought of that. Build one person on it that knows everyone to build my board of advisors mm-hmm. it can change your life. That's where i Okay.
1: Yeah. Another quote I have is, if you don't know your what, opportunity means nothing to you. If you know your what, opportunity will find you. So know your what. What would your advice be for others who are trying to find their what or their purpose?
3: Yeah, so for that, it's interesting. you got to really angle to, to the what. You have to keep your options open. I say one of the blessings in my life is I wanted to be rich. So I always kept my what open because my what was money. So I would take any option and evaluate it by what I could make the most money for. Mm -hmm. Where my mom and my siblings, they had the whole doctor, lawyer, or failure. And I see my siblings' journey very set and their what isn't aligned with themselves, right? Their what was what they were told their what should have been. And later on in life, they found their what, and now they're much happier. So I think it's really important to understand what's are aligned with supplementary synergistic and alignment with your own values and capabilities. Capabilities are three things. You always have to know your skills mm-hmm. in order to get your what, cause if you're missing skills, you gotta go get them somewhere. Right. Someone else mm-hmm. or learn them. Two, your knowledge, two sides of knowledge. What and who? What do I know and who do I know? And then three, the desire part is so important. You have to practice being what you must be. I look to invest in people. I want to surround myself with people that must be what they can be. I don't care where they're at. These young kids here, they all must be what they can be. Yeah. They're going to they literally <laughs> must be what they can be. They wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about inspiring them to work with me because they must be what they can be. Mm-hmm. It's inherent.
1: I love that. So much good advice coming from you. <laughs> yes. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, negative people and internet trolls, because this is something obviously mm. very prevalent in my life specifically, but I think just in general and especially, you know, with being on television, social media, all of that. <laughs> so when people attack you, you've said that you're grateful. And if someone attacks you, it's for a reason that they are not happy with themselves and it has nothing to do with you. So my question is how have people attacked you and how have you changed the way that you deal with it?
3: Yeah. So people have attacked, uh, things I've said, videos I've done, uh, past actions that I've done. And Mm -hmm. I think number one, when I take accountability for the attack, meaning where there's some sort of truth in, in the attack. And then allow myself to say, that's who I am. A lot of people, you know, I'll give you an example. My uncle attacked me. I invited him to a charity event. I was raising millions of dollars for these community centers. And he sat at the family table with all these really close people with me from the charity. And his first comment was, I wonder how much David's getting paid for this. And my wife lost her lid. Yeah. And, you know, that's a pretty bad attack. And for me, I took the thing saying, why would he say that? Well, because he really only knew me when I was seventeen to twenty-five, and the Dave Meltzer that he knew seventeen to twenty-five probably would have looked for an angle of how I could have made money at a charitable event. Right. So his it was fair for what he was saying, and and so when I accepted that and took accountability and said, look, I forgive myself and then prayed for his happiness because obviously there was no reason to diminish me in front of my people that was not right on his part yeah i understood why he did it and then i prayed for his happiness because if he was happy he wouldn't have attacked me mm-hmm. and i do that online all the time i also like to confront people meaning let's communicate the understanding so especially online and i know this will probably provoke more people but i love when there's haters out there because yeah. i'll say hey I really want to understand your perspective. Here's my cell phone. And I give them my real cell phone. 99% of people (laughs) never call. And the 1% that call me, I, I learn from it. Most of them apologize and say, oh my gosh, I was having a bad day or I was trying to do this. And a few of them, especially with the Black Lives Matter where I had some things to learn because I don't understand all of it. And they gave me really good input. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't understand everything. They had a good reason to say what they were saying. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. Can I go, please accept, you know, my apology. I just didn't know what I didn't know.
2: We'd said that runtime to a troll on yours. And I said, look, that's awesome. You can tell me about that. I'll buy you a coffee, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, like, hey, man, I'll buy you a coffee. You can tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I mean, honestly, sometimes I was actually just talking about this last night. Brock and I had dinner with our neighbors who are much older than my us. Neighbors? And yes, your neighbors <laughs> yes. as well. And they're an older couple, like 65 to 80. Oh, really and old. I just, I genuinely enjoy their company and their stories and everything. And I was telling them a little bit more about my past and divorce and when I was very uneducated on on alcoholism and didn't understand what my husband at the time was going through and I said it really took being torn apart on the internet for me to open up my eyes and get educated and learn and that's when I'm also grateful to the internet trolls and haters because I've become a better person sometimes not all the time sometimes right. it's just mean <laughs> but there have been times that I've really learned and grown as a person and we're even trying to do this with my podcast now by at the end of every episode we're reading a positive review and a negative review and trying to take that as constructive criticism in order to make my show better. So I'm trying to take the negative, be grateful, as you say, and turn it into a positive.
3: Yeah. Find the light, the love and the lessons and the negativity. Um, And you can be really clever. I've turned a few uh, negative things around. One of my biggest posts was with Gary. Someone said I, that I'm better than that. I shouldn't do the same cartoons as Gary. And I was like, it ended up, he did a whole nother piece about how I treated him for trolling me, basically. <laughs> and that thing got even more following and made we us both look really good because I was humble. Yeah, I was open to learning. I find the light, the love and the lessons and everything. And some people look, some people are just angry and you yeah, can't do anything. That's so true. And so part of the understanding is that person's not ready to hear what I'm saying. I can't help them. So the only thing I can do is pray for their happiness. Yeah. If you pray for their happiness, when they're happy, they won't do that to other people.
0: So there's some comments where you can tell it's just mean. And so those are the ones you kind of should just ignore, I assume. And then there's others where maybe this person just wants to be understood, or we can come to an understanding and your advice is then possibly confront this person and have a dialogue. Yeah.
3: Ask them for their perspective. And look, remember rule number six in life is so important. And as you guys get older and more experienced, it's so nice. Rule number six is don't take yourself so seriously. I I tell myself every day, I don't know what I don't know. Uh, I wish, i had that perspective when i was younger and i wish younger people could get but i think it's an impossibility especially when you're young to not know that you don't know and what's fun about getting older is if you're on a quest like i am to be more interested than interesting to accelerate grow expand compound the interest of my positivity you learn so much more and you feel like gosh i know so much more but every time i know more Part of knowing more is that you know that you don't know even more. Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> and so you're yeah. sitting there going, and humility comes over you, and it's just nice to say to yourself. Sometimes I get so caught up. Someone, yeah. You know, my ego gets in my way. Someone hurts. Brock. Yes. Hurts my feelings like a seven-year-old. Right. They hurt Man, my I feelings. I my ego at the door. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> but they hurt my feelings, and then I tell myself rule number six. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't take yourself seriously. It doesn't matter. In the end, it just doesn't matter. Enjoy that. I yeah. have a
0: tattoo on my only tattoo that I have. Reminds me every day to laugh at myself and not take myself <laughs> so seriously. Oh, that's so true.
1: We got to get you another one.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, I know you do have to get going soon, so I just want to make sure. I, I want to spend this. the
3: whole day with you guys. What you yeah, about? That one. wasn't for those stupid chargers, we'd be in here for the whole night. Oh
1: yes, Monday night. Football. Well, it's all right.
3: We could take you to a game once they reopen. That's yeah, I have my studio. And my office is at the new stadium, so you guys will all come and we'll do a podcast I in have my studio.
1: Second row, fifty-yard line tickets, and I can't use them right now.
3: And I <laughs> so, oh like, eat in my suite. So <sighs> over there.
1: Amazing! There we we'll be going we'll together.
3: We'll neighbors will camp. We'll,
1: I we'll love Neighbors together.
3: together, stay together, baby. Let's yeah. charges.
1: I want to point out that you do a free weekly training every Friday at 11 a.m. via Zoom, a live Q and A, and there's a sign-up link in your Instagram bio. Correct. correct.
3: Yes. You
2: can sign Very up right. there and I send you, he sends you an email throughout the week as well. I
3: get a little talk. Exercises, yes. books, guides for free. Yep. And my training courses for free. Just you can even email me, David at the email, sir.
0: Amazing. And so, this weekend he will be speaking at Thrive. Can you yeah. Tell us a little bit about
3: that. It's one of my favorite events to speak at Thrive is a collection of all multi-industry people sharing inspiration and motivation. So everyone from Bill Tom Bilieu to Ed Milat to Ty Lopez to E.T. and then just a variety of different industry leaders as well. Dan Fleischman and Joel Marion. Anything that you want to learn. Yeah. And now there's virtual, it's easy, it's cheaper and it's three days, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'll be on Sunday at 1:45 is my keynote right after Tom Billew. Is one of my favorites, by the way. And yeah. you have
1: a promo code.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, David. David. <laughs> <laughs> That's Love awesome. That.
1: And each week is a new topic with his free training. Uh, this Friday is Road to Revenue and Happiness, How to Open and Close.
3: Yeah, how to be a closer. And I've done Ultimate Ego, Five to Thrive, Pitch, all all types of great things. And my playbook, believe this is what's so cool. I have great guests on on my podcast, like you guys. And yeah. yet the Training now is the top downloaded podcast that I have. So people have a thirst for knowledge. They really love Mm -hmm. the replays. Um, And which makes it really cool for me that as much as we like Danica Patrick and Maria Sharapova and all the, you know, I had Cameron Diaz and Dan Aykroyd. They love to learn. Yeah. People
2: love to learn. And that's the pandemic right now. Like hopefully people are taking that silver lining with it. And I hope everyone's enjoying the time to dedicate to themselves, you know.
1: Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know how absolutely valuable your time is, oh. and I really appreciate you sitting down with us. I know you have to get going. We're going to finish off with a couple reviews and tell everyone where they can find you.
3: Absolutely. The easiest way is just at David Meltzer or email me directly, daviddmeltzer.com. And I just want to thank both of you. I look forward to sunrise at your house and sunset at mine.
1: Yes, I love that. I love that.
3: <laughs> thank
1: you. All right, well, Dave is a very busy man. He had to get going, but we wanted to end this episode with a couple reviews. So we're going to do that. And then also I have an idea that, well, actually, Jamie had an idea. I'm not going to take your idea. When we were talking to Heather last week about her Patreon episodes, I want to kind of like do a poll on Instagram and see what you guys think, if you would be interested in maybe me taking the drinking and podcasting episodes and doing those as like Patreon episodes where it's a bonus episode, not necessarily every week, maybe monthly, bi-weekly, but where those are a little more unfiltered and out there. And then we kind of keep... Interviews on shenanigans or do you like when I mix those in? I'm just, I'm trying to keep my listeners happy and I just want to see what you guys want to hear more of. So if you want to hear more of Jamie and I shooting the shit, doing the drinking and podcasting, just let me know. Let us know. Yeah. We write a, write a review. We'll read it next
0: week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Review right. number one. What we got, First Jamie? up.
0: Okay. So we'll start with one negative and then we'll, we'll end on a positive note. I like that. Perfect. Okay. So uh, the one star review is from MRG1022. Mm-hmm. I think Sheena has potential to be a great podcaster. She has great connections to get interesting people for interviews. She just has to work on being a little less gimmicky and more of a conversation. We need deep conversations if the conversations aren't funny and funny conversations if the topics aren't deep. It's the so-so conversations that lose me. The talks about moving to Vegas, her Palm Springs house, workouts, and filming a VPR scene. That's all super boring to listen to. I will say the podcast is better today than it was back in the beginning. Well, that's somewhat,
1: you know, constructive. that's, see, that's not a one. That's the bullshit one star review. That, that should have been, been a two same. or three. That should be a two <laughs> or three, MRG yeah. 1022. It's, it's. It's constructive, constructive It honey. is constructive, but it's not like I hate her. Like that's a one star review with someone who just hates me. If it, that's constructive and semi-positive, I don't think that was worth one star. But. Maybe, maybe go back and do a two or three. You know,
2: <laughs> I think, Thanks. okay. Well, what we, what's the uptakes from that then? Well, we're so. going to install
0: a buzzer and every time Sheena brings up Vegas, I'm just going to zap <clears throat> her.
2: <laughs> okay. What
0: well, was I, the last so time I
1: talked about Vegas? Is this review from like last it's year? It's from Friday. <laughs> When did we talk about All Vegas? the time, honey. Not recently. What's, what's
2: what else is on the on the buzzing talk? Okay,
0: uh, it, Just by listening to an Like surface episode. level. But surface I'm level, saying, yeah. Either keep it funny and light, or yeah. if it's deep, then deep. But it's the right, stuff let's that, bring that, you know. I'm hit chatter, that buzzer in. I'm going to hit that buzzer
2: all the time.
1: I'm just going to buzz you off the podcast
0: for good.
2: All right, let's finish right. on Thank a high. You.
0: Positive note, five-star review. This, I love you, This honey. just you came go. in on Saturday from Vintage LPS. Sheena is always happy, enthusiastic, brings the best out of her guests, and puts a smile on my face. Forget naysayers and check out her podcast and you'll end up listening to past episodes too. And check out Sheena's YouTube channel. Her videos are better than an episode of Vanderpump Rules.
2: We can can stop right there. That's it. We'll take that for a win. We'll
1: take that. Oh, well, I love that. So, you guys, I am trying to take your constructive criticism and make this show better. The thing is, I get like torn between like, do I want to make it strictly interview and ask long worded, like thought out questions, or do I want to make it more fun and conversational? And it depends on the guest. Where Today, I felt like was more, you know, interview and less conversational, but I just need to work on that more because I think I'm better at conversation than just like the hard interviews because it just feels unnatural sometimes to me.
0: Right. I mean, ultimately, it's about bringing value to the listeners. Right. So, for example, today, Dave has a lot of knowledge and the demographic that listens to shenanigans may not be the same demographic that listens to his his podcast. So you're bringing new perspective, new value to these people. Considering
2: Dave (laughs) works on on, on reality, but you work in reality, so I feel like it kind of contradicts those two worlds, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: but that's what I love, being able to mix those two that's, worlds. I'm saying. I, I hope
2: your audience enjoys today.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you brought a ton of value. And in a situation like that, we can be humbled and sit here and just take someone else's knowledge in who has a lot more life experience than we do and a lot totally. more for us to learn. And then on the flip side of that, your listeners are here because they probably are Vanderpump fans and they're fans of you and they want to hear all of that part of your life as well. So it's probably a healthy mix and I think you're doing a great job at it. And I commend you for wanting to take into this constructive criticism and be
1: better and good for you. Thank you. And also thank you for all of your help and research because I think that is going to really help me be a better interviewer. Just having my Cliff's Notes definitely helps. That's how I got straight A's through high school. Amazing. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to read the whole book. I just want to read the highlights. So... Thank you very much. Thank you Brock for your input. <laughs> we love you. you love you, honey. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and go give me a whatever star review. You just can, not I, one deserve, but yeah, just <laughs> not one. Sheena Shay. Shay FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans Shea with Sheena Shay. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me uh, With the boys at the table getting tipsy Miss me, kiss me one more time Get over here boy, I'ma make you mine yeah.